Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens brought to you by Blue Wealth Property. They make investing in property easy for you. Also brought to you by Bloke in a Bar, the best beer in the land. Kempy's got his jerseys that absolutely dominated Magic Round during the year. They'll be dropping again tonight, I believe. Maddie's you got up to 6 and 7XL? Yeah, I think we've got... 7XL. 7XL, big thickies covered. Uh, I think I was wearing about a three, so and that, that was a good fit on me. So six and seven going up to the big boys there, taking care of you. As always, Kempy. Speaking of taking care of people, I'm here babysitting once again. Timmy, what's doing? You're babysitting me, you reckon? You're getting a little bit closer, but Jeez, yeah. That's a big call this earlier. <laughs> With what's about to come up in the next five minutes, that's a big call to say you're babysitting me. Well, shall we rip the Band-Aid off? Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, uh, my big call last week was Brian To'o uh, to go sub 50. He went in at, at the 25th minute mark at 51 points and finished at a tick over 50 points. Two tries in the first half. Uh, mate, I have never been bullied so badly <laughs> in my entire life. Fuck, it was a 48 hours. Yeah, and well-deserved as well. <laughs> mate, it's like, you know, we come on here each week and we build up this rivalry between yourself and I and we beat it up, we beat it up. But at the end of the day, I want you to do well. As much enjoyment as I get out of seeing you have a low week. But, I mean... I'm here to help you, mate, and help your team. And I say, you can lead a horse to water, but if you're going to sit Brian Toto and Jerome Hughes against my advice, then there's only so much I can do for you, mate. What about Stephen Crichton turning into fucking Matt Gidley all of a sudden? As soon as I <laughs> yeah, doubt him, I couldn't believe it. I was filthy. He, um, he's starting to shed the old glue hands tag. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I've got to wear that one. He definitely is. Mm. Mate, I'll tell you what my highlight of the entire weekend was. Um Obviously, I posted that clip of me saying that Friday afternoon. Instagram got a bit of traction. People, you're mad. I'm going to sit in, blah, blah, blah. And um, I posted it on TikTok as well. Now, I'm very lazy with the old TikTok. I, for- I just forget it exists all the fucking time. So I might put up one or two things a week. I just remembered at that time. I thought, oh, this is a good bit of content. It'll be interesting. I'll throw it up on TikTok. The game kicks off. I go and look at my TikTok. It's got 1,000 views, right? It's done fuck all. Nothing yeah. doing. I come back at 11 o'clock that night after being bullied relentlessly via Instagram, open it up. Since the game kicked off to 11 p.m., so over about five hours, it went from 1,000 views to 7 fucking thousand views. <laughs> and you should have seen the teenagers in the comments fucking giving it to me. I was just, there was about 35 comments. There was no comments at kickoff there. I was getting punished left, right, and fucking centre. Brian Toe probably shared it calling you a Muppet. <laughs> Mate, I couldn't fucking believe it. I'm clicking on all these accounts going, oh, you're literally in high school bullying the shit out of me, and you're not wrong. <laughs> Fair whack. It was... Uh, no, you are you, you, you copped your medicine well, mate. I'll, I'll give you that. It was quite a uh, 24 hours, but mo- more importantly, it really did fuck me last week. 
It absolutely. <laughs> I was looking at my score at the end of the week. Of my three highest scorers, the entire of my four highest scorers, I only played one of them. Three of them sat on my oh. reserves bench. So it was it Hughes, Toto, Dewey. Jesus, mate. And then I think my only other one was Papali'i. I think he got 130-odd or something. Yeah. I think they were my four highest scorers, and I didn't play three of them. So uh, a pretty grim week. Um, I scored 1,029. My rank dropped about 200 spots, so I'm sitting at 409th at the moment. How did you go? Where are we sitting? 12.55, mate. So finally some, some relatively solid green arrows after just meandering for a month or so. So up to 7.95 overall, and uh, the gap is closing. Mate, the gap is closing rapidly. Um, I think we're in, I think it's 175 points between us. We heading for a wager, or what do you reckon? What sort of start are you giving me? Yeah, well, I, I think... I don't um, one, but I'll, I'll take it. I, I, I'm going to keep my lead, I think. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to hold my lead a little bit. If yeah. I give you 100 points, or do you want more? What, what is it, 175? If I give you 125. What? Give me 100, mate. Give you 100? Okay, 100. What we, well, what's, our, uh, what's our currency here? What are we talking? Uh, lifetime supply of bloke and a beer. One of the ones but, sitting well, at the door. We'll bar. take it. I'll <laughs> uh, give you. I'll give you a hundred start. Mm. We got two hundred on the nose. Two hundred on the nose, and I'm starting seventy-five behind. How's your depth? Make the bet, then we'll talk about it. I know you without your Penny Panthers, obviously. Yeah, without my top. No, I'll, I'll I'll give you one hundred twenty-five. So you're fifty points behind. Okay, twenty-five, two hundred. Let's do it. Two hundred on the nose. Done. All right. Let's see how we go. You got a trade left too, don't you? Actually, right. I know what you're doing and I don't like your move, so I'm happy with that anyway. Do you have a trade? No. Nah, blew them all yesterday on reserve graders from Cronulla, so that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking did nothing. Uh, that was the other thing. I was sitting there going, I'm going Ben Hunt, Jack Bird, and then I moved to Lockie Miller and, and Jesse Ramian, and I thought, God, they went average. The Dragons are going to explode, and thankfully the boys did even worse yeah. at the Dragons. So Your, 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 your grand plan of saving your... Your trade boost for round twenty five, and you were gone by round twenty four. <laughs> and I, I, I know that uh, I was talking to our good mate Stephen Hebner throughout the year, and I said to him, "I'm going to save all these trades for the back end." And he said to me, and I remember him saying it because I thought, "You fuckwit, shut up." He said, "The worst thing about saving trades is you feel like you have to use them, and if it doesn't work, it's not worth anything in the end." That's exactly how I fucking yeah. feel. When I was watching Miller and Ramian combine for sixty. I was just devastated. Um, now, we'll get to teamless in a second, but uh, the Penny Panthers resting all 13 of theirs. You have got a few Panthers in your side. In fact, I think you've got more than Ivan. Uh, how, how are you <laughs> going to go with depth this week? Uh, good, mate. So it's been a funny one. It's, it's one of them years where I think due to the tightness of the ladder uh, and fortunately not a lot of injuries, particularly to key supercoach players in the last month or so, we haven't been, t in terms of my, like, long-believing strategy of playing the long game, planning for depth. It has certainly come in handy, particularly when it comes to sit-v start, but because there hasn't been the mass restings that we've sort of seen in previous years, it's probably not as been as effective, hence why I probably dropped down the, in the mm. top 1,000 rather than others where normally going up this time of year. This week, it's starting to look a lot better. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, the Panthers boys out. I lose Kikau, Toto, and Taylor May, which isn't ideal, but I can cover them all pretty well. I've got a trade in hand. Um, you know, there can be more outs and I'm still sitting all right this week. So I'm, I'm very happy with how it is and, and the more outs, the better for me at this stage. Yeah, I'm very similar. I, I don't have a heap of those Panthers. I don't have Kikau. I don't have... I have got Toto, obviously. 
motherfucker. Um, <laughs> I don't have Taylor May. I've got Tungo though, so it's worked out okay. Uh, now, $2,000 up for grabs as it has been all year on beers and break-evens for whoever wins our group. And as it stands right now, the Dark Knight's Glenn sitting first in our group. He's third overall. Uh, just having a look at the overall stats, it's going to be pretty tough for him to rein it in to win first overall, but I'm sure he'll have a good whack at captain season, try and have a crack at it. But as it stands right now, Glenn, the Dark Knights, leading the race for $2,000 redos from beers and break-evens. Be sensational. In second place is the Bearded Clams Alex, who I believe is leading the Supercoach playbook. He is out in front, yep. He's in front. Now, he is only... <coughs> carry the one. He's about 98 points behind. So, Alex, the Bearded Clams, well and truly um, within... I've been able to catch Glenn this week. A few good choices there. I think uh, I think when we did the live show out of Homebush, I think some of Alex's mates came and found us there. So yep. how excited he was about this year. Killing it. Uh, Mitchell in third place. He is sitting about 129 points behind first place. So he can still get it. And Jacob as well, who's sitting about 160 away. So I think it's between those four. Do you back Glenn to get it done from here? I do, mate. He flipped me a message during the, the week, Glenn, the Dark Knight. So as likely a 90 supporter, it's good to see that he'll he'll get a decent little, hopefully, if he can get it done and, and stay around that top three or top ten, bit of cash coming his way if he can hold on after a tough year for the 90s. Might see if Glenn wants to uh, come down the highway and spend a night with us. Yeah, fair chance. He's too, Jay. Wouldn't mind it. All right. Let's get into team lists for this week. There is a little bit happening, obviously. Uh, Thursday, we've got the Eels <laughs> taking on the Storm. Uh, mate, I had a look at this game. Not really much doing. The one guy we'll talk about is Brandon Smith. You have got him in your side. I'm sure a lot of people have him. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to have to rely on him this week. Um, obviously, Damien Cook out. Um, and I had those Panthers... Boys, kick out. Some people would still have Isaac Tungo in their 2RF as well. So I'm sure a huge, huge amount of people will be relying on Cheese this week. You confident playing him? I'm not, no. Um, I do think there's every chance that he starts. He, he does get mm. named on the bench a little bit and has over the last month. But during this storm sort of resurgence in form, he's started in nearly all these games since he's come back from uh, suspension it was. So I think there's every chance he starts. <clears throat> and he's a funny one. He's one that ideally I would probably sit this week. But because he plays in game one, I can see pending certain results, and in particular this Eels Storm game, pending the result in that one, there just being a lot of more, re- a lot more mm. restings to come. Um, now, we'll, like we'll get to a few more later, but I just if you can lock in a player who's he was a gun last year, he's not a gun this year, but he's a long way from being a dud on your bench. He's a guy that should be safe for 40 to 50, but there is upside to him. Um, you know, we know he can jag a try and a line break and assist here. So he's one that I said, I'd like to sit, but I think the smart play is just to get him over and done with early. And then if there are outs later in the week, it'll be easy to cover. Yeah. And I think, as you said, cheese is probably a 40 to 50 if he has no attacking upside. A 40 to 50 on Thursday could be much better than an Adam Elliott or a Tapanay not playing. Yeah, and, and, and that's the big one, yep. isn't it, mate? And it's, it also makes it tough because I think that Raiders matchup against the Tigers is a great one to target for pod hunters, people looking to make big jumps overall. But if the Dragons knock the Broncos off, which is every chance what we've seen the last couple of weeks, I would just be very surprised if Sticky doesn't come out and 
and this isn't any inside information, but rest Joe Tappany, Hudson Young, Geordie Rapana, these sorts of blokes. Tap's coming off that rib injury, and Hudson Young, who hasn't missed much game time this year, they're the two that stand out for me who are the Supercoach relevant ones. And as a, as a Canberra Raiders fan and as a Supercoach who doesn't own Joe Tappany, God, I hope the Dragons beat mm. the Broncos. Can we see Chance get a game? Fucking surely. If that happens, why not? Like, why not? Surely you play. If it's a dead rubber, put him yeah, out there. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to see him on the bench anyway. But um, do you know when your Raiders reserve grade team plays this week? Uh, I do not. I can check it right away. Maddie's okay, Maddie's going to have a look for us. Um, anyway, Eels versus Storm. That was a good Canberra Raiders chat. <laughs> typical Timmy. You started um, it, did Yeah, you? sure. Uh, it's Pro- finals in, in New South Wales Cup, so no Eels. No, oh, sorry, no, no Raiders. No Raiders. No Raiders. Okay. Well, yep, that's even more alarming then. Yeah. They're like they, they, they won't be somewhere else or anything. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, Friday, 6 p.m., we've got Dogs taking on the Manly Seagulls. For Canterbury, TPJ returns on the bench. Corey Waddell returns as well. TPJ back in. Um, I feel like we sit here every week. Oh, fuck, another forward on the bench. Max King, is it doomsday? Do we give a fuck anymore? Do you think he'll be okay still? He'll be okay, but the other one, Luke Thompson's on the extended bench as well. So Did he play last week? He had COVID. That's right. Okay. So, like, when we do t- t- talk about King as a sit they start each week, and you know, what if you need to play and will his minutes be impacted? I just think it hasn't really lined up where TPJ and Thompson have been mm. there together, which they're both in his position. So, and they're big minute players. Insane. Like, TPJ played New South Wales Cup last week. So, who knows? King's safe enough. I suppose the question is if you do have the luxury of making the decision, would you sit V start? Would you sit all start Max King? If I have the luxury of other guys, I think I would sit him, mm. especially if Luke Thompson is playing. Um, just on TPJ, I think I, I saw the most poetic tweet of all time last weekend when he was playing reserve grade. It said, Tavita Pangai Jr. just broke three tackles, threw a cutout pass, hit Ockenbore on the chest, and he's dropped it. I, I could just <laughs> see it in my head playing out exactly in that fashion. Yeah. Um, for the Manly Seagulls, interesting Cola. I think he's been the shining light there, not to steal Kempi's post from the other day. Uh, at fullback, they moved him back to centre. KO Weeks comes in at fullback, a very interesting one. But the biggest news for Supercoach fans, probably the most irrelevant news of all time for general NRL fans, but Burbo. On the bench, uh, it will be a week where you'll just about everyone will have a free shot at their VC if they want to. Burbo on the bench is a bit of a stinger. Free shot at VC, you reckon? It's pretty, speak for yourself. You, your side must be battling. <laughs> As if are you, you that, won't. you got half the Panthers. Are you that short? I've still got um, Polly and Andrew for feed. Oh, yeah, but, but like if you want to, you, you've got plenty yeah, of opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 I've got you. There's options yeah, for yeah. the, yeah. He's new to Supercoach, guys. Just, just bear with <laughs> you. Proceed. Uh, fortunately, I'm not a Burbo owner, so mm. I don't no, Nor am I, I think. Yeah, but AA nightmare. Like, yeah. you could play three minutes for one and a half points if they can muster that up somehow. Yeah, for sure. Half a missed tackle. Um, yeah, so oh, just a pain in the ass, isn't it? Yeah, I'm glad I'm saying that. Can't say he didn't see it coming. Yep. Yeah, exactly right. It was it, There was always huge potential yep. of this. Um, Roosters v South, 7.55 from the new stadium. Uh, for the Chooks, Momorowski on the wing, Hacho at centre once again, and Takiaho in the lock forward role. I wouldn't be surprised to see some changes potentially around the lock role. wouldn't be surprised to see Takiaho come off the pine. Mm. Uh, Momorowski on the wing there, obviously replacing Daniel Tupu. If you were a Tupu owner the entire year, you're probably out of trades now, and that's uh, that's pretty unlucky, isn't it? 
It is surprisingly low ownership too, Poo. Mm. I sort of had a look at this one yesterday when it came out thinking, oh, you know, it might be 10 to 20%. Something like three or four percent in the top hundred wow. through to top one thousand. So people certainly slept on him, and now that he's missing the final week, and obviously played about fifteen minutes last weekend and scored a try in that time, so got a, got away with it. But uh, yeah, I mean, Radley out their form, and we spoke about it on Monday in the Bloke in the Bar podcast quite in depth. But Radley being out since he came back from I don't know if it was a suspension or an injury or whatever it was, the Roosters have clicked. Their attack mm. has gone nuts. Uh, so I don't think it's not ideal for for their attacking contingent in Supercoach, but um, you know, not not a massive difference. Yeah, for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, Paulo comes back in at centre. Tane Milne on the wing, but the big news: Damian Cook out. If you've been running with the Grant Cook combo for the last few weeks, Cook's missed the last two weeks of the Supercoach season. Pretty rough one there, which just helps our narrative even more, doesn't it? Yeah, and again, other ones that I sort of mentioned. Tupu was pretty low ownership. Damian Cook I had a look at, and he was. Probably shouldn't say, oh, he was surprisingly high. 47% of the top 100, 35% of top 1,000 through to top 5,000. So he's heavily owned. Mm. That is a dagger. Yeah, big dagger. Oh, I'm also without one of my hookers in, in, in Jazz Tavunga this week. He's still sitting <laughs> on my side. So I know how you feel losing a star hooker. Uh, you, you nearly had a hooking combo of Aaron Clark and Jazz Tavunga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <welcome>. God. <laughs> oh, imagine if I still had Aaron Clark. I'd be begging for a Brian to- a double. <laughs> That would have been a tough knock. Yeah. <laughs> um, Saturday afternoon, we've got the Warriors and the Titans at 3pm coming to you from Mount Smart. Uh, Titans, not a heap to touch on there for the Warriors. Aitken, uh, he's back if you've still got him. Decent little matchup there against the Titans, who have been going pretty mm. well, though. Uh, Josh Curran also named in the back row, whether he stays there or not remains to be seen. Jack Murchie floating around in jersey 21 or 18 or something along those lines so keep an eye on that one i don't mind josh curran as a little pod player this week he's got attacking upside for sure and the other one probably team relevant news is reese walsh is another little bit of a flyer this week that i don't mind Mm. as a super pod uh the only thing is that sean johnson has been named he didn't finish the game last week i think it was a groin niggle so a he'd still be in doubt but just i think it probably comes down to if you want to get walsh the goal kicking now, if he's goal-kicking, I think he's a great guy. If he's not, there's probably just a bit too much risk associated. But I th- there's every chance, even if SJ does play, that he kicks. Yeah. Walsh, that is. 5.30 game, Dragons taking on the Broncos. Uh, for St. George, no real changes. Jack Bird goes back, or named at 13 anyway. Whether he runs out there remains to be seen. Uh, Bud Sullivan's at nine, but Andrew McCulloch's been named on the extended. I assume if Macca's fit, he will come straight in. Mm. Should move Bud Sullivan back there. Not overly super coach relevant. Um, for the Broncos, Paddy Carrigan's back. Thank fucking God. I don't know if there's anyone that they desperately need back more than him at this very moment. Modern day Sean Fensom of the Broncos. <laughs> Modern day Sean Fensom. Uh, Ezra Mam out. Tyson Gamble in and Selwyn Cobbo back as well. Tyson Gamble announced yet, well, it's come out yesterday. He's going to sign a two-year deal with the Newcastle Knights. So an interesting one there too. Drop Mam this week, bring Gamble in when he's leaving the club. Um, Brisbane, tough watch at the moment. Yeah, well, they've just turned into a basket case, haven't yeah. they? And as a New South Welshman, I couldn't be happier. 32% ownership, Ezra Mam. Again, still? Uh, yeah, still. In the top 100? Top 100, wow. top 1,000, 30%, top 5,000, 34%, top 10,000, 37%. So, as I said, like, we sit here and say, oh, like, maybe the, the long term depth strategy hasn't worked out as well 
There's going to be a lot of sides short. I've already seen teams around that have got 15 players, and this is pre-further restings that could come about this weekend. So, you know, people that have stacked up and lined up with, with might have an Ezra Mam, a Damian Cook there, obviously might have gone heavy on Penrith players. There's going to be some shot sides. Yeah, for sure. Have, have you seen any teams that are, like, in the top 100 relevant? They, they're going to be that short? I haven't short, paid or? enough attention to it at this stage, but... Hopefully, uh, the great man Adam DeRussi gets his stats because he'll have those exact numbers around yeah. how short everyone is and be gold. Yeah, DeRussi, keep an eye on your phone. I will be pestering you this weekend. <laughs> um, all right, let's move to the 7.35 game. Saturday night, Cowboys versus the Penny Panthers. Uh, did named on the extended bench for the North Queensland Cowboys. He is one tough motherfucker. Mm. I couldn't think of anything worse than coming back from that within two weeks. Unbelievable. It is. Um, tough nut, isn't he? Tough and nut, tough I like nut. that. Um, Supercoach relevant too. A, because obviously they're a substantially better side with Tom Dearden in the halves. But a bloke I'm keen on this week that we'll get to a bit more later, but Scott Drinkwater. And if the Cowboys do get out to a lead in this one and Tommy Dearden plays, you would assume it means Hamaso Tabuafido on the bench. Do we see Drinky getting an early spell in this one if they get out to a lead? Quite possibly. Uh, I can never rule it out. Mm. Now that I'm out of my draft competition, I can stop looking at it as the mm. most biased Scott Drinkwater fan of all time. And, yeah, it does worry me, especially if they do get out to a lead and they need to rest mm. guys. It Where, would make yeah, sense. Whereas if Dearden doesn't play uh, and Hammers in the halves, I think Drinky will go the distance. I'm not alarmed in the slightest. Yeah. If, if, if he's... Yeah. Yeah. But if so, he does come back in Dearden, that is... Uh, that's a, a worrying, worrying little point there. Uh, in saying that, they have shown throughout the year that they will give Peter Hicku a rest at any opportunity True. possible. So fingers crossed, but <clears throat> it is a bit of a punt to take at the end of the day. Now, for the Penrith Panthers, they've had mass restings. I know Tim told you last week there's no way Brian Tyler wouldn't miss this week and all that shit, but... You win some, you lose some, as we've learnt this week. You've uh, lost the plot, mate. Well, I, I had to get you back with something. I'm fucking struggling. <laughs> um, uh, look, I'm, I'm just going to go through this Panthers side. Charlie Staines at fullback, Taruva on one wing, Christian Crichton on the other side, Robert Jennings in the centres, and Thomas Jenkins. Uh, Thomas Jenkins, very talented young gun. Um, I think he'll do very well. Kurt Falls, Sean O'Sullivan in the halves, Lindsay Smith and Matty Eisenhuth up front with Mitch Kenny in the nine. Chris Smith, Scotty Sorensen in the back row, Jermaine Hopgood in the 13. Sonny Luke, Eddie Blacko, and then Liam Henry and Jack Cole, who are the only two that I haven't heard of um, coming off the bench there. You've still got Maverick Guy, Preston Ricky, who are both very talented back rowers. I wouldn't it's a tough one. I wouldn't be if I was picking this team, I would put those two onto my bench. Uh, they've just both got a couple of screws loose, and I think they'd be handy to have. But you said to me pre-show, and it's a good point. Liam Henry, Jack Cole, both making their NRL debuts. It is a bit odd to name them and then pull them. Mm. So you would have to assume this is kind of the team they run out with. Let's talk about this game now quickly, because we don't have, have amazingly we don't have any any questions from people on this one. I personally don't think the Cowboys put on the cricket score that people are anticipating. I think this Penrith Panthers system will go up there. These kids will take the opportunity. It's not like you're throwing together a bunch of strangers that have never met each other and never played together. These guys all play reserve grade together every single week. They've all defended together in the past. I think Ivan will have these boys up for this one. You're thinking a little bit differently. I think the Cowboys win, Mm. but I don't think it's a landslide. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, look, I mean, I think the Cowboys smoked them. And as good as the system is at Penrith, we know about. But, you know, the 1-13 to 13 is oh solid enough. You've got to also remember that 
when these blokes that we're looking at there pop into first grade and do get a run, they're playing the best side in the comp and they're probably made to look like stars. Uh, you then go to the bench and you've got four blokes. All right, there's some raps on Sonny Luke who we've seen a little bit of, but um, Blacker, Henry, Jack Cole, they, they've pulled off Henry and Cole. They come from Snow River Bears reserve grade last weekend. Mate, that, like, I just think people are looking too much into the Penrith Panthers system, how good it is. They'll come up, like, at the end of the day, it's a reserve grade team coming up to play the team running third in the NRL in Townsville. Like, it just seems too good to be true for me from a super coach perspective. From a, a, I just think they'll blow them off the park. Um, I'm looking forward to the game because we've said for a while, haven't we, wouldn't you love to see Penrith reserve grade because they've been so dominant in that mm. in the NRL. Uh, I'm, I'm just not convinced. I I think the Cowboys put a score on them and I'll be going targeting this game pretty heavily. So you're a bit more PG than what you were pre-show. You called them 13 wheat gutter dogs before we kicked <laughs> off, which I thought was a little bit over the top. Yeah. Well, I think this Panthers side will hold their own. I, I'm going to have a topic on this, on this show very soon where I go through and I pick out a couple of guys for your draft teams this week if you're in your grand final, a couple of Smokies. So we'll come back to those guys then. But... I think the Panthers put up a good fight there. What's your, what's your score prediction? Uh, I think North Queensland get them by about 14. I'll go 46-10. Nah, they'll, they'll hold in. I'll say 28-14. They win this one. All right. The SC Playbook Podcast has teamed up with proud sponsors Pat and George from Mortgage Choice Sutherland, Cronulla and Wollongong this season. The boys are experts in all types of home, commercial and car loans. So whether you're a local or living interstate and looking to purchase your first ever home or chase the last rate for your refinance, give them a call on 9521-1611 today and mention SC Playbook for your free tailored expert advice session. We will be back next week too for beers and break even, so we'll be able to... Fight over that bone. I was too, gonna say you've been right to. before, but I'm not convinced you have. <laughs> it's been it's been a minute. <laughs> All right. Two PM Sunday afternoon. We've got the Newcastle Knights taking on the Cronulla Sharks from up there at Newcastle. Um not much doing here for Newcastle that interests me. Uh for the Sharkies, Ikavalu comes back. Dale Fanukan on the extended there. Uh now the Ikavalu coming back obviously could have a pretty big impact on Molotalo. You said on Monday that you're stoked he's on the right-hand side on Nico Hines' side scoring tries. Mm. Do you assume Ikevalu comes back on the right and Mulatalo goes back to the left? I, I, I would think so, mm. but I don't say that with confidence. Like, who knows which way they're going to go with that one. I just know that earlier in the year, Ikevalu played on the right and Mulatalo on the left, so maybe they switch to them, but I think we're probably seeing a trend that there's more tries being scored on the right edge at the Sharkies. Um, so I would prefer Mully Taylor on the right. That being said, in this matchup, the Sharkies are unreal, attacking both mm. sides of the field. Moiser, who plays on the left, actually set Mully Taylor up for that try on the right with a pass. So we see him and Nico chop and change in attacking sets. Uh, not the end of the world, but I would like to see Mully Taylor on the right. How good was that pass from Moylan, by the way? Oof. I don't think we talked it up enough on Monday. Just letting the line glide past oh. him and playing through it. How good is Fucking. it seeing Moylan string games together? I know he just missed a couple with injury, but by his history, oh, it's just wonderful. It's unreal. It? He's such a talented yeah. footballer to watch. Um, all right, the last game of the week. <laughs> Tigers Raiders, 4 o'clock. I've got nothing written here as far as team lists go, but this could be the biggest fucking carnage week 
of all time. This could be the incoming tsunami come Sunday. So, as we said, you know, a guy like Joey Tapanay, uh, I will be – I definitely won't be starting in my team. He'll be on my reserves list, and I'll make a decision after that Broncos game whether I play him or not. Mate, I think it's the sort of game that if you guys do get out to a big lead, which based on how you played last week, mm. you quite possibly could – Tapanay could still only play 30, 40 minutes realistically. He could, he'll be the first guy that you rest along with Josh. And you've got the you've got enough middles on the bench to be able to do that. So even if he does play, I'm very nervous about him. Yeah, I think so. It, it'll be really intriguing to see how, how it does pan out. And so, so much is hinging on that Dragons and Broncos result. Well, I mean, everything is. Then what doesn't help is that the Dragons Bronx play 5.30 Saturday, Tigers Raiders the 4pm game uh, on Sunday. So at the 24-hour cutoff mark on teams, we're not going to know um, if any of these players have dropped out. So when they cut down to only two on the extended bench? Yeah, we will. Four o'clock. We'll know an hour and a half before the Broncos kick off. <laughs> yeah, sorry, but the result in the Dragons Bronx... Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... You know, if it was the other way around, we would know. And, and let's say the Dragons had, had beaten the Broncos, they might just go, Taps gone, Hutto gone. Yeah. Uh, but we're not going to know that, which doesn't help. Yeah, but at the same time, that probably does help the cause of they can only rest a cert, like two guys yeah. then yeah. at that point. So yeah. that does help. But I still think the guys that they'll rest, one of them will be yeah. Joey Tapanay if they can. Yeah. You yeah. have to assume. Which so. then also lends into, let's say they don't rest Tapanay, but they, they're locked into the top eight. Does he just come off the bench and play 20 minutes, which yeah. would be worse, essentially. And you would have to assume that at least one of Tapanay or Elliott is rested. Mm. And I would assume the other one comes off the bench and does sweet yeah. fuck all for you. Yeah. So... It's a tough one. Um, Taps is the man to, to get a rest if they can. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, that does us for teamless. Let's get into our Blue Wealth Hot Property Player of the Week prediction uh, for round 25, our last Blue Wealth Hot Property Player prediction of the year. I'm going to go for Matty Burton against the Manly Seagulls. I think Manly are in absolute fucking freefall at the moment. I think Burton kick a heap of goals, set up a couple of tries, and probably score one himself. I'm going to take Burton. Now, before I throw over to you, I just want to read you out a list of superstars in our game. Paul Turner, Aaron Woods, Trindle, <laughs> KO Weeks, Ben Murdoch, Masilla, the great Jake Arthur. Do you know what they all have in common? They were in the top 10 lowest scorers of last week, as was your Blue Wealth Hot Property Player of the Week, Ben Hunt, with a score of fucking 11. See if you can redeem yourself this week. Who you got? I'm so filthy at that because my top pick last week, and I went hard on it on podcasts and articles, and I was AJ Brimson. He was my number one trade-in target, and he went 139. I came here this week thinking, surely he was my Blue Wealth Property Player. And then I was like, I asked you about who I went and you just laughed at me and put your head down. Oh, no, I went Ben Hunt. I had to look into him. He also has two single-digit scores this season, out before that. Yeah. Uh, this week, Scotty Drinkwater versus the Penrith Panthers when uh, they put a cricket score on them there. And Drinky, who I'm eyeing off as a trade-in target this week, potential skipper, Scotty Boy. I like it. 11 soon. Can't wait. What about Benny Hunt? He got six points for tying each shoelace. Yeah. Still managed to lose points. Incredible but, stuff from you. Well, they put on 24 points or something. Mm. And Benny Hunt... I, I only scarcely watched that game on the weekend because I was in the car and I was trying to watch it on my phone and it kept chopping out and eventually pissed me off and I turned it off. I checked the score at the end of the game. I did see the end of the game. I'm like, did Hunt go off for 60 minutes injured? Like, what have I missed here? No. Nah. Just 
Just shit the bed. Just shit the One bed. of the greats. Yeah. Let us know in the comments who your Blue Wealth hot property player for round 25 will be our last one of the season. Thank you to Blue Wealth Property for sponsoring uh, that spot all year. It has been sensational. All right. Now, some hot topics. A little bit different this week. Uh, you're going to go through your top five, what you call them, must-haves for this week or guys that at least have your attention for this weekend? Yeah, originally it was going to be must-haves, but as I went through it, I was like, like last week when we were looking at head-to-head grand finals, there were plenty. I'm like, got to have this dude, got to have this dude. If you don't have Ben Hunt, you're stuffed. No, I didn't say that. I don't think. Uh, this you did week, not not say it, though. Uh, I don't think I had it in this segment. <laughs> I, I, I might have. Um, the five must-haves this week. Again, Nico Hines is just the obvious one for that Knights matchup. Yep. Lock him in for the handful of people who don't own him. Uh, I've got... I can't really split them, but I've got Drinky and Valentine Holmes. I'd be terrified if I didn't own either of them players this week. If they do put... I, I I've... Just probably prefer Drinky, but the uncertainty over maybe if Dean comes back in, hammer to the bench, minutes-wise. Um, but Val Holmes, obviously probably less, shouldn't say less attacking upside, but harder to get involved at yep. centre, but also kicking goals. So if they do score seven or eight tries and he kicks a bunch of goals, he would score really well. I'd want those guys. I've got AJ Brimson in again. Uh, now, it's a little bit of an awkward matchup over at Mount Smart Stadium in Auckland, isn't it? Packed out stadium. The Warriors will be fired up for that. Their team's pretty solid. Got a few few faces back. I think AJ Brimson is a one for buy game this week. I'm still considering him potentially over Drinky. Uh, and then the last one, as tough a matchup as he is, Cam Munts is a big game player, isn't he? And the Storm playing to basically stay in the top four at fullback, he, I just can't not see him getting up for this one. What do you yeah. reckon? Oh, mate, I just noticed you said Val Holmes there kicking seven goals. Mate, if he kicks seven goals, that'll be the Cowboys winning this one 14-12 off penalty goals, trying to get through that Penrith oh. Panthers fucking wall from reserve grade they're going to put up. Um, yeah, Munster, I'm ser- I know one of the boys on your podcast last night mentioned Munster, that he likes him for a big game. I can't mm. remember who it was, but I agree. I, I think he'll probably be my VC this weekend. First game, I can see him going big. So will you VC him... Over, we'll get to captain soon, won't we? We'll get to captain soon, yeah. But um, I, I like right. Munster this week. I just got just got that Munster feeling. Yeah, he'll ta- he'll be in everything. He'll be ready to go. I'm not convinced on Parramatta yet. In saying that, they always get up for this Melbourne game. Yeah, but I feel like even if Parramatta get up, I still feel like Munster can score a hundred. Exactly right. Yeah, I got no doubt about that. All right, um, I'm going to go through a couple of draft plays for you guys. I had a number of messages. Obviously, a lot of people are out and done when it comes to Supercoach Classical. They're out of trade, so they don't have much going for them. A lot of you messaged me that are in your draft grand finals this weekend, and I know a lot of draft grand finals around 24, and I back that 100%, but I love round 25, and people hate it because there's restings. I love it because there's so much opportunity. There's so much opportunity if you know your footy of guys you can jump on. So a couple of guys from each game that I'd be looking at that I think will be available in the vast majority of your draft competitions that they wouldn't be your first choice players or your captains or anything, but they would be cracking guys. Well, some of these fellas would be unreal to have as your AE. Now, if you're in a draft grand final, you have 17 players or however many players your squad is, because it's your last week, you want to drop everyone on your bench except for one player. If that one player goes big, you can then drop someone from your starting side and bring them in as your AE. It's one of the great little loopholes of draft, and you've got to do it grand final week. For the Eels and the Storm game, I think the one outside back that will be available in 
Every single league and in deep leagues will be Marion Seve. Uh, you are able to grab him. He's come in and replaced young Tottenham Is Marion Seve a world beater? No, he is not. But there is a world where he could score a try or two. He could just fall over in the right spots outside Jerome Hughes there. If you get him on Thursday night, he can be your first AE. See how he goes. Um, the, <clears throat> the Friday game, 6 p.m., Dogs v. Manly. KO Weeks is my guy here. I think the Canterbury Bulldogs win. But Weeks, he is an incredibly talented footballer. He will be available in just about every single draft competition. He's another guy. If you're able to get him, chuck him on your bench. See what he puts out. If he does well, if because he, he's got a high ceiling, you could take him. Rooster Souths, I'd be looking at the two guys that have come in. Momorowski, he would have come in this week. There's a good chance he's sitting on a lot of free agency lists at the moment. Hacho as well. If no one's picked him up over the last few weeks, I would assume that someone already has. But if he's sitting there, another one to consider. I think with South Sydney, the guys that have come in and everything, I, I think they'll be most of them will be owned. Um, I think Paulo will be owned. I think Tane Milne will be owned. So Hacho and Momorowski are probably the two picks from the Roosters. Saturday Arvo, Warriors-Titans. I think this is a really interesting game to target. And I'd be looking at Jojo Fafita from the Gold Coast Titans moves into the centre spot. Uh, he's one that I'd be looking at. And one for the Warriors, which I think a lot of people will overlook, Jesse Arthurs. I think playing at Mount Smart Stadium outside SJ. Uh, SJ had an absolute Barry Crocker last week. So I think their last game at Mount Smart for this year, I think SJ performs reasonably well. We've seen him link up with Jesse Arthurs in the past. I wouldn't be surprised to see him cross for a meaty. The other one, if you're looking for a 2RF, and this is the beauty of it, as I said, drop your entire bench. Just grab Jack Murchie. If he ends up starting, he'll probably play decent minutes for the Warriors, which we've seen over the last few weeks that anything can happen with that Warriors team and who they pick. So Jack Murchie's another one just to keep an eye on in their extended squad. Dragons, Broncos, I'd be looking in the direction of Tautau Moga for the Dragons. If no one owns him, he's outside Zach Lomax. The Broncos looking like a bit of a flat track. What does Zach Lomax love more than anything? a flat track that he can flick <laughs> out of. So Tau Tau Mogo, wouldn't be surprised to see him cross. And Deloise Hoyter is another one that if he is available, you could consider him as well playing left centre uh, for the Brisbane Broncos. Is going to be playing outside Tyson Gamble, which worries me a little bit. We know that Tyson isn't the greatest ball distributor. Uh, so he'd probably be on the low end of this for me. Cowboys Penrith, this is where it gets interesting. This is where your opportunity is. You've got... Taruva. I would say he's probably owned by someone else in your comp already because he played a few weeks ago and people would have grabbed him. But I really like Tom Jenkins. Uh, he's making his debut for the Penrith Panthers. Uh, blonde-haired centre that's come through at the Panthers last few years. I think he's signed up for another two seasons. Personally, I think that if he was at any other club, he would have played a fair whack of first grade already. So keep an eye on Tom Jenkins. You've also got Jennings, Eisenhuth. If any of these guys are available, grab them. If you need a good 2RF... Jermaine Hopgood, he's playing lock for the Penrith Panthers this week. I think he'll play 50 minutes, which means he will score 50 points. Really good PPM. He's actually moving to Parramatta next year. Now, Parramatta are losing Isaiah Papali'i. They'll probably see Eisen, um, probably see Madison move to the edge there next year. I reckon Hopgood is going to come in onto the bench for Parramatta, and I think he's going to do really well next year. He's one of my tips for buyers of the season next year. I can see him doing really well. So keep an eye on Jermaine Hopgood, a safe 50 in your team with a bit of upside. Uh, Night Sharks, just about every player that I'm interested in should be owned. If Ikevalu isn't for whatever reason, worth mm. grabbing him in this game, but I assume that he will be owned. Uh, and then you've got Tigers Raiders. Now, for the Tigers, we've got your mate, Free Barnes, scored two meaties last week, played really well. Uh, I don't know if he's going to cross for two tries again, but if the Raiders do rest players, 
and it's at Leichhardt, I can see the Tigers putting in a half-decent performance here. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think if they get your full-strength side, they're in a bit of curry. But I think if they get a weakened Raiders side, which I think there's a really good chance they do, especially without those front rowers, I reckon they're a chance. Yep. New Brown's the other one, playing 13. Uh, no stranger to crossing uh, for a try as well. The Raiders extended bench. Now, this is just a little strategy that I'd use if you're in a draft competition earlier in the week. As I said, if, you, if you've if you got a bench of absolutely nobodies, if I was you, I would grab CNK, I would grab Hopawade, I'd grab Frawley. You'd probably drop them again on Sunday, but at least if you've got them and your opposition is desperate come the end of the week, and then if CNK, Hopper and Frawley all come into this side, you don't want to be fucking versing them against the Tigers. Mm. All of them could put yeah. on a score. And then the other one is, I don't know how highly owned you'd be, but having paid off the bench basically all year slash reserve grade, Corey Howard and Ira, yep. if there's an, if Hutto Young, if any of us basically, Hutto Young, Elliot Whitehead, Joe Tapney, Adam Elliott get rested, Corey could come on to an edge and play 80 minutes, which could be anything. Yeah, I would assume he would be owned in just about every comp just for potential, yeah. but if he's not... Waiting on that yes. injury. Yeah. yeah, if he's not though, you need to grab him and uh, you, you're essentially going for three cock block plays here. Do not <laughs> let your opposition get some Raiders to take on a West Tigers side on Sunday afternoon at Leichhardt Oval. It's going to be a dry track, I assume. So, yeah, be a little bit smart with your Supercoach draft plays this weekend and utilise your bench and your AE. It quite often will be the difference, especially if you can hit one of those guys who can score two tries and go 80 or 90 points. It'll be a sensational mm. get. All right, I'm going to take a breath for a couple of seconds and get into our questions I'll from you that, guys. I enjoy that, just get to take a back seat. I forgot uh, you were here, to be honest with you. Guru wisdom, you're in, you're in your zone. In my really. zone, absolutely my zone. I'm back to being a draft guy after the bed shit last week. So, <laughs> All right, first question comes from Anthony Zanner, and we're talking some pods here. Who to replace the Panthers boys with if I have trades? Sebastian Chris or Lomax? Now, Sebastian Chris is a little bit uh, outside the box, but... Mate, at the end of the day, it's a one-week play now. And if Sebastian Chris does well this week, it's a cracking fucking play. Mm. You throw out everything you know about Sebastian Chris, it's all about this week, v the West Tigers. Outside Jack White and on that left edge, if they're all playing, I don't hate it. I think he's just about guaranteed to play this weekend. I don't see a world where they go, you know what, Sebby Chris needs a fucking <laughs> spell. I don't hate it. But Zach Lomax, I like his matchup against the Broncos, as I said. Zachy boy, love him. Great player. Uh, does love a flat track, though. He'll be looking forward to this game against the Broncos. I would have to go Lomax. I don't hate the Sebastian Chris one as much as I would have three weeks ago, though. Yeah, I just I think there's better Raiders players than Sebastian mm. Chris to target, and Jordan Rapan is the big one. I think he scored 120 last week. He's so pivotal to the way the Raiders attack. Jack White playing on the left edge is very dominant in the halves, as you can, as we know. Gets a lot of ball uh, on the left edge, which helps Jordan Rapan. And I think Rapan is probably the man more than that. Uh, and if they have their full strength side on deck and they're playing for a top eight spot. Xavier Savage is a super pod. I don't mind him at all. Um, mm. That being said, I'd just be so wary of trading in Raiders players. I would want to have my team set up that if at, say, 7.30 on Saturday night, if the Broncos get done and it looks like the Raiders could rest, um, I'd want to have a backup plan and a good backup plan because there's every chance it happens. Yeah, for sure. I think that's where a guy like Adam Dewey is going to really come Mm. In handy. I, I just if you have got Adam Dewey, for the love of God, make sure he's on your reserves list. Yeah. So that you can utilize him if you need to, if these other guys are out. And then I, I suppose the other thing there is let's say you do trade in a Jordan Rapana or, or a Seb Chris, one of these Raiders boys, um, you can 
the Night Sharks matchup Sunday Arvo in Newcastle looks good as well. So hopefully, if we do get worried that they're resting um, after those first cuts have come in at the twenty-four hour mark and the Raiders are in the eight, you can target some of those Sharkies players because there's a yep. lot of good options there too. For sure. Our next one comes from Stevie Hebner. Are we worried about the Raiders who gets rested? Uh, sort of already covered this a little bit earlier. Uh, we're assuming Josh Papali'i, Joe Tapanay. Mm. They'd be the two standout ones, wouldn't they? They're the two. And then I think, let's say they've got the 90-man squad and two come in and Papali'i and, uh, and Taps drop out. You know, you could also see... Hutto Young going to the bench and mm. maybe Harry and I are starting on the edge. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if we get to four o'clock Saturday afternoon and they cut it down to 19 and Chance isn't one of them, I might burst into tears. Yeah. I think I'll be heading for... I'm, I can't imagine how you'd be fucking feeling. Along with you, yeah, every Raiders fan, everyone in the capital, and, yeah, just, just give the man a run. Fucking be a tough pill to swallow. Mm. Poor bastard. All right. This one comes from Big Les League. Uh, runs a good podcast. Leslie, I coached him the last few years. Uh, good fella. Payne Haas, a late, late trade in um, with Pat Carrigan back. I've got to push against this one. Trade in or trade out? Trade in? Trade in, sorry, yeah. Definitely not. And then all this talk of... I assume it's trade in unless it's trade out. I, I wouldn't be... Tra- Let's answer yeah. both then. I wouldn't be trading in. I probably wouldn't waste a trade yeah, out. Yeah, no, though. I definitely wouldn't be trading out. Like, yeah. But Brisbane are playing for potential top eight spots. So there's no reason why he gets plays fewer minutes or his output stops. Um, in terms of this, I still remember getting getting blasted about not starting the youth him, and he, he's a must-have because he started the youth 91. Well, Painthouse now averages 63, and he has a five-round average of 56, three-round average of 52. It's like front row. T- taps is a... Tapping is probably the only one making me look a little bit dumb in my not over-investing in front rowers because Taps has been phenomenal. Mm. But even Taps has come back to the pack with a three-round yeah. average of like 55, 60 or something. So, yeah. as I said, that's why I personally choose to, to chase the higher upside attacking players nowadays. Yeah, for sure. But Taps has hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cop that. Yeah. And you don't need help looking dumb. So, um, <laughs> all right, our next one comes from Alex Clark. Is Olakowatu a play this weekend? Uh, I think so. I mean, as much as I don't think Manly win against Canterbury... Like, this Manly team could turn it around at any yeah. minute just for a one-off game. So I think if you are not playing Olakowatu, you must have one of the most stacked squads oh, of you, all fucking time. All things considered. Yeah. Have you got him? I do. You do, yeah. You have to play him, don't you? I, I think so. And look, it looked like he, along with a few other Manly boys, checked out early last week. Ola had five runs in that game. Yeah. Now, I know that they were pumped and there wasn't a lot of opportunity, but five runs uh, is pretty mediocre. So hoping he can bounce back. And at the end of the day, as you said, Manly could turn it on their head and lift for the final game of the season. And if they do, I'm hoping Ches and I get amongst it. And I mean, mate, he had five runs last week. Incredibly disappointing. He's still based out of 34. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not terrible. I mean, he had no attacking stats whatsoever. Yeah. So if one of those five runs can just be a decent Olakowatu run, yeah. all of a sudden you're looking at 50. Sure. Um, yeah, I think he is a must play this weekend. All right, our next question. Peter Wright says, Tino or Hudson, who scores more? Um, love Hudson Young. Think he's an absolute gun. Think if he plays 80 minutes, he could potentially top Tino. But I think you just have to play it safe here with Tino personally. What do you reckon? Yeah, I, I think... Look, I don't love Tino as a trade this week. I know he's gone big. 109-90 last two weeks, big minutes. But uh, going over the ditch there, playing essentially for... Well, they're playing for nothing, Um does he play his big minutes again? Maybe. But 
like if the Broncos beat the Dragons and we knew that Hutto was going to play and play at him in, so I'd be him every day of the week. But we don't know that, so Tino's got to be the safer play, doesn't it? Yeah, Tino's an interesting one. In our draft comp, the bloke that owned Tino two weeks ago was trying to win a game that he couldn't win in our draft comp. He actually dropped Tino. A guy then picked him up, and he's gone 109, 90, oh, did you say? Yeah. And now that guy's in the grand final this week with the Titans, a pretty good matchup. So, Madness. Yeah, a bit filthy on you there, Philby. All right, <laughs> um, let's go to Jason Doherty. He says, has Tapanay locked himself? Fuck, it's the Joey Tapanay show yeah. tonight. I'm getting sick of talking about him. Has he locked himself into the gun territory? I assume this means for next year. I want to say yes, <laughs> but Ricky Stewart rule-led in minutes. I don't know if I could lock him 100% into guns, but I'm very, very close to do it. Do you start with him round one next year? Uh, originally, I was going to say no, and I'm still probably going to say no for the exact reason I just mentioned. That's it. I don't pay overs, particularly to start the year on, on prop front yep. rowers. Um, I spend my money big early in the year on, on spine players. The only thing being, he started the year pretty slow taps, so he's only averaging 67. I thought that would be substantially higher. So I don't haven't had a look at what that equates to, but you know if sixty seven is like sort of late five hundred k, it's probably a pretty good price for what he's delivering now. You would argue he's underpriced to start the year, so I'm not going to say no. But as you said, with Sticky's rotations and there'll be a blow up in in house somewhere, it's something to be going on. So who knows? But um, as far as starting around one next year, I, I'm fifty fifty. I, I don't know. At just this point. just to give you some numbers on Joey Tapano, it's mm. incredibly impressive. 67 average for this year. I expected it to be higher as well. Mm. It should be noted that his first six weeks, his scores were 60, 44, 44, 54, 59, 71. In the first six weeks, he went above his season average once, and it was by four points. Yeah. So to finish the season with a 67-point average is fucking and, unbelievable. And it's what we've spoken about, isn't it? In that time, particularly to start the season, the first sort of four weeks, he was playing 40 to 45 minutes. And we always said, we know Taps has got the motor on him to play anywhere from 60 to 80 minutes. Whether that be on an edge in the middle, he can do it. And he's increased to around that 60-minute mark even more in the back end of the season. And unsurprisingly, his scores have gone through the roof in that time. So uh, the minutes... Minute to there, and Taps is on fire. Uh, next question from Jordan Wilson. CTW most likely to go large. If you had to pick just one this week that you think goes big, is there a standout for you? CTW. Uh, I mean, one game that we probably haven't touched on that much is that, that Sharks and Knights game. Mm. And I think the Sharkies boys are pretty well poised. The out, it's so hard with the way the Sharkies attack both sides of the field so efficiently trying to work out who's going to get the super coach points, who's yep. going to score the tries. Like, I think Ikevali, Ramian, Talakai, Muli Talo are all great buys this week and Lockie Miller. Two of them could get 150 and two could get 20. Like, it's just really hard to predict. And people say, which shark is outside back do we get? I don't know. And then we don't know if Muli Talo's playing right or left. <laughs> like, who knows what's going to happen? Um, but, uh, like, who... Let's say, gun to head, you had to go one of those back five. Who would it be? Uh, Mulatala. It should be noted as well, I've obviously got Lockie Miller. He's not available at CTW. He's only half back. Mm. So we take him out. I, I just think Mulatala is the safest one. I heard um, Matty Ryan talking on your podcast mm. last night about Sifatalakai and um, 
geez, he sounded like a, a, a Cifatalakai owner for the last few weeks. It sounds Deflated like, oh, mate, him, I, I hope he does well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you poor bastard. Oh. I, I would go Mulatalo, though. Yeah, I, I think Mulatalo's the man as well. Um, oh, let's see how that one pans out. But it, as I said, it could be any of those boys. But yeah, I, I do like one of the Sharkies players. Take your pick. I remember going out to Origin 1 with you at the start of the year. We did the live show and we got on the train and the first thing you said was, I'm going to trade in Mulatalo. And I went, Mulatalo? Mm. And by the end of the fucking train ride, I was Mulatalo's number one fucking fan. Yeah. God, you did a number on me. I looked like a genius for the next six weeks and then we know the story It's since. been tough <laughs> since. But hopefully he, he can deliver this week. That would be huge. All right, our next one, Alex Clark. I think he's double chip, dipped the chip here, Alex Clark, with two questions today. Best pod captain or play safe with Hines, which we'll roll into our captain's chat for this week. Uh, if you're not going Hines, are you out thinking the room? Well, you're definitely not because he scored 66 last week and nearly every man his dog had the C on him. So... I don't think so. As I said, I'm really keen to target potentially that Cowboys-Panthers matchup. You, believe it or not, have got me thinking a little bit that maybe Penrith get up for this one more than, than I think they will. But it all depends on, on your circumstances and what you're after, whether you're looking to consolidate or whether you're looking to jump rank. Because if you're looking to jump rank, I don't think Hines is your man. And the Sharks should do a bit of a number on the night here in a day game uh, to finish the season. But... The Knights, you know, they're, they're full, full forward packs there. They're, most of their back lines there give or take a few in the spine. But what if the Knights get up for it in front of the home fans and put on a bit of a showing and, and the attacking stats do evade uh, Nico a little bit? Well, it does create opportunity elsewhere. So what am I? I'm sitting 790th. I'm kind of like, well, if I finish 900th or if I finish 600th, there's no real big difference mm. there. So I'm sort of thinking about having a bit of fun and going stuff. And I'll go the different route and go for a pod captain in, in maybe Drinkwater or Val Holmes. Um, but as I said, if you're looking to consolidate, Nico's the safe and the obvious one. Yeah. Well, let me know who you're captain because I might do exactly the same. Yeah. Um, mate, as far as VCs go, Cam Munster, we've already spoken about him. We both think he's in for a good game against Parramatta. Um, Rooster South. Latrell Mitchell has been on an absolute fucking tear the last few weeks. Just he has done an absolute number on me, done a number on you too. You haven't owned him. It's been uh, a tough. large number, yes. Yes, it is. I, I actually looked at his numbers last night over the last few weeks. 80 is a poor game for him over the last few weeks. Yeah. He's been he's been certainly my regret of the season missing yeah. out. It. Like, it, it was Joey Manu for a while there, but that was the whole Toto situation. And Joey's sort of come back to the pack the last month, which has been okay, but... Uh, Latrell's been the one that's really killed me missing out on him. Since he's come back, 99, 93, 136, 99, 52, 152, 115, 105, 70 fucking six. 76 has been his second worst score on that that run That cuts deep going through that, mate, because it's like, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. And I don't often uh, fall back on hindsight because you'll just be a miserable, miserable human being if you do, but... Jeez, if we slotted him in in round 16, it could be a different story. Mate, I almost want to give us a pat on the back for staying relevant without him. Yeah. It has been insane. You look at that. He's he's had three scores under 90. Yeah, six weeks of saying, or eight weeks of saying, that draw will bring him back to the park. He doesn't have enough, uh, doesn't run it enough. Wrong on that one on all accounts. Yeah. Cop it. Hey, Matty, I'll bring you in if, you're, uh, if you've got a minute. Yep. The thing that wor- worried me the most about South Sydney's attack last week that it was you – could, you could tell there was a major difference without Damien Cook. I don't think the halves and stuff were getting as much clean ball, hence Latrell Mitchell not getting as many opportunities. Is this the week where Latrell – I'm not going to say he's going to go quiet, 
But can you still see Latrell putting on a 100-plus supercoach score? It's against the Roosters. He's going to be up for it. But I just worry about how South Sydney looked with their attack last week. What are your thoughts? Uh, I, I tend to agree if it was against any other team on any other occasion. Yeah, but because it's against the Roosters, um, like his former club, there's just so, so much storyline. I, I, your reasoning makes sense, mm. and I do agree with it, but there are so many variables, so I wouldn't back against it, put it that way. Form consistently goes out the window with this game, doesn't it? 100%. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw another one at you, Matty, just uh, for the panic merchants out there. Latrell Mitchell in Tari yesterday didn't train. Suspension history, injury history. Real, I know it's a big game with the opening of the new stadium, but if you're a coach, this game, look what, they can finish the highest. Is it fifth or something? Maybe get a home semi or sixth? Basically, if, if, if Eels win tomorrow, the game means fuck all. Like, yeah. literally fuck all. If, if, the, if the result goes the other way and Melbourne win, which I think they will, mm. then a team could go to fifth and play someone else yeah. and, and i'm sure south and roosters fans don't want to play each other week one and yeah. whereas the rest of the comp do so but latrell I, I i'd be resting him i'd be resting murray but i think they're both playing so if Parramatta win is there is there a chance that roosters do play south finals week if Parramatta one? wins south and roosters will play week one can, can i ask you an honest question yeah would you rather play at fucking Allianz than out at homebush hundred million thousand percent i like I I, th- I think there's a genuine world where the South Sydney Rabbitohs could go fuck it. We'd rather play at this mm. stadium. We know our fans are going to show up here. Exactly. Uh, like it might be an away game on paper, but it's not. It's not. It's not an away game. It's in the middle of our home. You, you, you'll get more Rooster fan- you, You'll get more Bunnies fans and Roosters fans anyway. One hundred percent. Yeah. So, so if we talk about potential restings and that result, what was it? That was if Melbourne win. No, no, if Parra win. That was if Parra win. Like. Yeah, it's going for new stadium. Cool. But big picture, why in the world would you play James Tedesco? Why would you play Joey Manu? Please. Yeah. Um, like, Imagine what, if like, Manu and Latrell gets rested. Yeah, that, like they could. Your erection might hit your fucking chin. Oh, I'd lose my mind. Um, so, yeah, but, to put it simply, if Eels win, this game is pointless. Yeah, well, like, what, and you're going to be playing each other the week later. Yeah. Even if the Storm do win, like, they're still playing for, what, fifth? I guess you'd... You'd probably prefer to play the Raiders than each other, I suppose. But even so, you don't want to reveal all your cards, do you, the week before the finals. You give these, like, how terrified as a coach would you be watching the trail go out there, mate? Don't hit anyone high. You've got a record. How's that hammy going? Surely you rest. And maybe but this is you, me just you, trying to manifest it as a non-owner. You're right, Timmy, because if, just say Storm do win and Eels come fifth, then it, it still doesn't really matter. You're either playing Para or you're playing the Raiders. And as a South yeah. fan, there's not a whole lot of difference no. there. And it's interesting because, like, if I'm South Sydney, I'm going, well, I've already got Damien Cook and Campbell Graham out. Do yeah. I maybe go, fucking, if I'm the Roosters, I'm going, I'm without Rads, I'm without Tupu. Well, didn't they already say that Campbell Graham was, like, could have played, but it was a bit precautionary? Yeah, exactly right. So they've already got that in the back of the mind. Oh, the Stallions are going top 100. Imagine if it does play out this way. Oh, How good would that imagine, be? Imagine that. No Tapani, no Joey Manu, no Latrell Mitchell. If, if Teddy was ruled out, if... Who else is relevant from that game? If Teddy Luttrell, like that, that wouldn't impact us. If Manu's ruled out, it'd be great for you. I could still put, put out a side this week. Crichton's one that could potentially sit. Angus, yeah. Um, Mate, can you imagine if all the Roosters rest their troops, they'll have to take guys from the New South Wales Cup, which will be the Bears. The Bears play the Penrith Panthers this week. Wow. And it, like, that could be an under 18s fucking Ron, Ron Massey Cup versus Ron Massey Cup. Yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah. They'll be they'll be handing out with like at a Gersey just quietly. Yeah. Dust the boots off. Yeah. 
Not bad. I'll be keen. Yeah, I won't be, but yeah, fun. Um, rock, rock up next week with a, a ninth broken nose. How good that be? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> that game will be interesting. I don't think I'll be VCing a Teddy or a Latrell or any of those guys. I'm just not sure which way I'd go. I'm obviously not going to VC Latrell because I don't fucking have him and <laughs> I've got a personal vendetta against him now. Um, but yeah, I'd be looking elsewhere. I think I'd be going Cam Munster. I, as much as I think the Panthers do put up a really good fight against the Cowboys, I do think that I would probably rather take a gamble on me being wrong on that with a drinky or a Val mm. as a VC instead of... I know the Rooster-South game is going to be tight. I know it's going to be close. I know both teams are going to be a little bit more clunky than usual. So I probably would lean to your drinky or your Val play over one of those two. Yeah, and, and I think as we both think Munster goes big in this one, but look, with, with Nico coming up against the Knights, you're probably going to want, what, 140 to loot minimum? You yep. wouldn't want many less unless you do have a really free shot at it, which some might this weekend, and that changes a little bit, but... Let's say we're banking on an AE of 30 and you have to sit a gun out of your team to do the loop. You probably want 130, 140. Uh, and I just think probably the Cowboys contingent in that game are more chance than Munster against the Eels. If the Cowboys lose yeah. Saturday 7... This I'm is the other one. Is, yeah. yeah. If the Cowboys lose Saturday 7.30, that will lock the Sharkies in. They've got nothing to play for. They finish second, whether yeah. win, lose, draw, fuck it, who cares. That worries me. If I'm a Cam McInnes owner... That worries me, minutes-wise. And if I'm a Nico Hines owner, that does worry me as well. Surely. Yeah. yeah, you've got Trindle sitting on the bench there. And if that does happen, who the fuck are you captaining? If you were locked there, yeah, I mean... If, you, if, you, if you've got Nico Hines as your skipper all weekend, you get to the end of the Cowboys cool. game and they've been dusted by this Panthers side. Um, unlikely, but if it... I mean, anything can happen. Uh the Sharks side, you could see a few restings there. It could see, be a nightmare. Yeah, restings there. So then you'd look at, like, if the Raiders are still playing for their H, maybe a Joe Tappany type. Um, you know, if the Broncos lose and the Raiders are resting, you then go to Adam Dewey. Well, I think Adam Dewey's your yeah. pick. I really do. I don't, I don't think I could trust Joe Tappany yeah. as a skipper. It's, it's all of a sudden become such an exciting finish to the season. Talking through all these potential scenarios. Um, and as we said, that, that game on Thursday night, the Eels storm, that'll decide a lot of it. Yeah, I've got... I, I would be going Cam Munster. Thursday night, you'll get the updates by then. You'll know what Cam Munster's going to score. You'll know where you're mm. sitting. If something does happen that the Cowboys win and Nico Hines is rested, um, thank God. Do you remember during the year when I absolutely bed shit and picked up a 2RF that was a, enough mm. that he was only 2RF? He plays for the Tigers last game of the week. So I'm in a position where... I can bring him in as a VC if need be. So I'm fucking stoked that that Master by some strike. form of miracle has played out for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is going to be, I'm really looking forward to coming in here next week and talking about how this played out. Cause it could go one of many, many ways on that note, guys, we will be back next week. And for the next four weeks, uh, we are going to be going through every single team, four teams per week and reviewing their super coach season. We haven't worked out exactly what the topics will be for each team, but I'm assuming, yeah, best performance, most disappointing, yeah. probably guy to watch for next year that we'll be keeping an That's eye the, on. That'll be the fun one. I reckon it'll be, be good looking back on it, but really excited. And I, I, I normally shut the shop up at the end of the regular season and just try and enjoy finals footy. But uh, you've conned me into going through finals. I but I, I do I do like looking forward and going, all right, who's going to be cheap? Who's going to be cheap? Like, look at Brandon Smith averaging his 50 or whatever. If he's a starting hooker next season, he, he's going to be one that's going to be like lock and load. Yeah, for sure. So plenty to go through next week. We'll also... 
be having a look at the Red, oh, I shouldn't say Redcliffe, the Dolphins, the mm. non-geographic Dolphins and their, how their squad's looking for next year. So uh, that will be a good little bit of fun. Straight captain, whoever they're playing every week. Love it. Love it. Which of their 3,000 front rowers am I going to captain <laughs> that week? Can't wait. Uh, guys, thank you for joining us on Beers and Breakevens once again, brought to you by Blue Wealth Property. They make investing in property easy for you. You can reach out to Tony and the team across all social medias. We'll try and drag Tony back in over the next few weeks uh, to have a yarn. I'm not sure if he's still watching. I, I think his Supercoach season might have been done and dusted by this point. He might have um, kicked the can and turned the TV off by now. Also brought to you by Bloke in a Bar. Go out, grab yourself a case this weekend. The Bloke jerseys, they go live tonight at 6pm. Got jerseys there for the big thickies as well, so get around those. Make sure you're listening to Supercoach Playbook Podcast, Rugby League Guru Podcast, and especially this week, uh, make sure you're looking at the Stats HQ for all of your ownership and everything. Incredibly important this week. Yeah, absolute cracker, mate. Uh, all the numbers you need to reel in someone 175 points ahead of you. Please. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. I'll be $200 richer and one of you will be $2,000 richer. How good. Cheers, legends. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.